Welcome to the Stanley Street Social presented by a map. I'm here today with Max Corn and Campbell Flakemore. Um, but just quickly, our friends over at Map have teamed up with Zwift to present the 2020 edition of the Off the Map Tour. Um, you can ride yourself all four stages between the 15th and 30th of August to get a virtual kit in the game and also uh, put yourself in the draw to win a $500 map voucher if you uh, share it through social media. So if you do want to sign up to that, the uh, links will be in this podcast description or you can head to map.cc to um, enter that little competition. You didn't take the Zwift up to up north, did you, Max? Just the bike? Uh, just just the bike. Um, it didn't make sense to take the Zwift up to a place where I've never really ridden. Probably makes sense to get out on the sunny coast and go up the Coolum Hill. Um, and Campbell, did you notice I got mentioned before you then? Is that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just kind of just the side piece at the moment. <laughs> it's like it's like you're the guest. <laughs> back back to our podcast. You've gone up in the picking order. <laughs> You'll be hosting the thing come next week. Give me that map script and I'll be able to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> we're um we're one week or under a week out from the Tour de France kicking off. It's it's interesting that Tour de France is kicking off. France's numbers are out of control at the moment. I'm not sure if you've seen guys have seen the case stats, but it was over four thousand new cases. Uh, last night so th- there's lots to talk about on top of that Ineos have released an interesting team sheet a very Ineos team sheet we've got Jumbo Visa to talk about we've got uh, a few other bits and pieces with not all the teams being confirmed but the majority of the teams are they being confirmed are you having an inkling of where they're heading we are speaking on Monday the 24th in the afternoon for all those that want to pull us up on incorrect analysis on the tour. It's important, important to mention that actually. Important note. Um, we'll start with, start with the start list. We'll start with probably the biggest news to come out of the week was team Ineoff. Um, they're two big, big GC riders, Geraint Thomas and Chris Froome being omitted from the squad. Geraint second last year, winner the year before, Froome, he's won four in his, in his lifetime and they've both been put out of the squad for the new kid on the block, Egan Bernau, and an interesting inclusion with Carapaz. Not really sure where he fits. Thoughts, I, gents? I, I, thought, I thought Carapaz was all in for the Giro. I just had this feeling that he was their Giro rider. Um, I find that very interesting. I get the rest of them. Um, the rest of them all have their role. Um, I'm a big Civico fan. I, I, I feel like Bernal, that back issue that he had at the end of the, Dauph- the Dauphiné, I'm not sure how fit he is. I reckon Civico might end up being the, uh, the, the team captain come up the last week. Well, there's a curveball. Yeah, big time. He was probably, he was moving very well at Dauphiné. But you just feel, even though they do have last year's Tour winner, last year's Giro winner, in Carapaz, um, you just feel like if ever there's a year for them to be dethroned, it feels like it's going to be this year. Like team sheet, also just the you know the uncertainty surrounding this year. It just yeah. feels like if ever there's going to be a year that they're going to 
not win. I know they didn't win 2014, I think it was, when Nibali win, when Froome crashed out. But I think they've won every year since Brad Wiggins in 2012. So maybe this is the year. But like I said, they do have the former winner and the former Giro winner. So it's still still a pretty good-looking looking start list for them. Yeah, I'm, and I'm glad they've, they've gone, uh, from a competitive point of view, they've gone with a really strong team to help out a GC rider rather than um, Froome and Thomas, maybe in flaky form. Um, they've gone for a Castrovello who was riding unbelievably uh, in the stages that I was watching of the Dauphin, the Dauphiné. Um, Andre Amador, who's a great domestique. So I feel like they've, yes, they made a big call on Froome and Thomas, but I feel like it strengthens their team to be all in for Benel. I think definitely Froome, looking at his form at Dauphiné, he was probably never really a genuine look in, like internally. I don't think maybe they, they were ever thinking him. But I thought Thomas, he was moving well enough. And obviously with his video that he put out on the socials, you could tell that he was a little bit cut up about it. Would you think he was a little bit stiff to miss out? If they, um, if they picked Froome, he would have been the flat rider. He would have been the guy pulling the peloton along um, until they got to the mountain. He would have been Luke, Luke Rowe. That's who, yeah. that, Chris Froome's been dethroned by Luke Rowe in that team. <laughs> Just, just quickly on Amador, he he only joined Ineos in February this year. So I'm just looking at his his pro cycling stats. Obviously, movie star for the last ten years, and then only joined Ineos in February. So I'm not sure what all that's about. And he's just there come must, straight in. There must be a guaranteed Tour de France start on the contract. Perhaps, but um, it's an old name, Amador, the Costa Rican. Just comes into that little that little bit of ex movie star um, that have rolled in with Carapaz and Castro Javejo. Um Carapaz, where, where where does he fit? I know he's uh, he's obviously he's got he's got a a Grand Tour under his belt, but can you see him doing the job for Bernal, or is he an emergency? <laughs> I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him been riding. Uh, has he done anything? Yeah, he won. Yeah, a... he was. He won a stage of Poland, and then he was sixth at Burgos. So the form yeah. the form's decent. He didn't start um, stage five of Tour of Poland. Not too sure why. I finished thirteenth at Lombardia. So he's in. He's in pretty good nick, um, and he's also a Grand Tour winner in the Giro. So I don't know. It was a little bit of a surprise last year, but. What do you what do you think, Albert? You think he might not be willing to do the job for Bernal? Might be going rogue. I just don't know why, but I just think I've just got this inkling that based off his behaviour and the way that he wins off the past, I'm just not sure that he's going to be all there. He it was also super duper punchy. You saw that stage he won at Poland. He won a stage at the Giro, um, where it was like head to head with Caleb and a couple other sprinters uh, that he won with a, these kind of long range attacks. Uh, in a sprint finale. So I think, I don't know, Richard might have a little bit of his own agenda, which traditionally doesn't fit with the Sky's all-for-one uh, policy where they uh, literally rip everyone's doors off to the finale. So I'm interested to see how that goes. And also with Maxi's uh, mention of Pavel, he was he was very good at Dolphinet. We saw that the last stage, I don't know if you guys picked that up, where he binned it on the downhill with Alaphilippe. Uh, but then dieseled his way up that final climb to still finish in a, in a pretty reasonable position after hitting the deck very hard. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I see him um, as their their backup top ten. Um, he'll they'll try and um, give him time and potentially not be in their in their train. He might just sit back in the peloton every now and then, um, just to make sure if Bernal does fall down that they have someone within striking distance. But that could be Carapaz as well. So I don't really know what they're doing with their number two. Could have you found a spot in there for Teo, Max? Anyone that you take out for Teo in? I was pushing hard. Um, <clears throat> he's very he's very unlucky because of that name we said before of Andre Amador that had it written in his contract that he has to be involved in the Tour de France. <laughs> because I think I do think Teo is slightly better uh, in the in the hills. Although Andre has shown some good stuff in the past. I think Teo he was he must be about twenty five now, so it would be it would be nice to see him maybe get a few TDFs under his belt. Um, no, 25, that's not a spring chicken anymore when we got guys that are 21, 20, you know, winning these sort of races. So, as we discussed on the last pod, as we discussed on the last pod, that used to be, that used to be, all right, he's starting to come into his own. Uh, but as of yeah. about the last couple of years, it's just been thrown on its head and now you're aging at 23. Team Jumbo Visma, I think we, um, we talked about them a fair bit last week after their dominant uh, general classification start to the year. The only real news out of that squad that is somewhat of a surprise, not a surprise, but a, a, a little bit of a change is Kreisvike is injured. So it's one of their climbing contingent with a lot of experience under his belt out of the squad. But you only have to look at the rest of it with uh, Tommy D. George Bennett, Primoz Roglic, and Sepp Kuss in their climbing contingent. Um, and also, of course, Wood Van Aert there just to win a little bit of everything on top of it. To not mention Robert Hussink. That's, that's, that's poor. He is, he is their lead <laughs> domestique. Um, surprise with Grunewagen? <laughs> so the surprise with Grunewagen or not? Uh, I don't think so. I think we were talking about it a little bit uh, last last podcast we did, there was just going to be, he was just not going to suit their GC, um, yeah. their GC plans. And I think Wood Van Aert can probably do, do the sprinting. And I think if we're going to talk about the parkour a little bit later on, Alex, there's kind of little opportunities for the sprinters. Um, there might be two or three pancake flat stages. And then there's a few kind of intermediates, which do suit uh, Van Aert probably down to the ground. So yeah, I don't think it's a surprise to see Grunewagen not there. And obviously, there's probably still a little bit, bit of dust settling from that crash in Poland that he was um, accused yeah. for. In terms of uh, kicking things off for Team Jumbo Visma, Campbell, what kind of strategy do they take? Do they take uh, we are the favourite approach? Do they take the let's go hard early? Like, what do, you, do you take it as a Team Sky-esque we're the strongest boys here. We're just going to rip rip it on the front all day. How, how do you approach it? Yeah, it's it's a tricky one. Obviously, they've uh, from the racing that we've seen this year, they've been quite aggressive. Uh, but uh, this is this is Team Ineos's race. They've won it, like I said, for the last seven out of the, eight, the last eight years. And there's only one time trial, and it's on the penultimate day as well. So I wouldn't be surprised to just see see Primos just stay within striking striking distance to that last TT on uh, stage 20. And it is a, it's an uphill TT as well. But um, uh, I think I'd like to see him just play a, a defensive game and, and, and banking on cashing that TT in. A long the, way, 
the way it's set up is he could potentially be in yellow by stage two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which probably isn't what he wants. Um, unless they get Van Aert in yellow in stage one and then hold him through. Um, but they could have yellow very early, which might not be what they actually want. Mm-hmm. Bora Hansgrove. They've got the uh, the green jersey champion, the green jersey winner of I don't know how many years now on the trot, Peter Sagan, with his bros, Postelberger and Oss next to him to tow him through the Tour de France, get him through to where he needs to be. He's had an interesting run to the race. He signed up to Dauphiné, which after getting dropped on the first stage was an interesting decision. Um, But will he go B to B to B to B, back to back to back again? Well, there's actually competition this year. There is actually competition. Um, I'm sure... Uh, Bennett and Caleb Ewan uh, will do their fair share of winning those flat stages when they, I think there was only three or four, but um, both have shown that they can get over a couple of hills as well, Caleb and, and, and Bennett. So um, there's that. And then there's also Woke Van Aert, uh in what he does. Um, I'm impressed with Bora's uh, climbing group as well, to be fair. Um, Bookman, uh, Kamner, who we saw... Um, Light up. Where did he light up? Uh, was it the Dauphin? Yeah, Dauphin yeah, from the breakaway. Yeah, yeah. Mulberger. So you got some 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 good climbers there as well for Emmanuel Bookman. Um, Sagan's brother won the won the national champs. Well, he wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe that. he. Maybe we've been harsh on him. <laughs> uh, we, we we've been hard. I think we've like I said last time we've been pulled up on being harsh on brothers. Yeah. Um, but Yuraj just gone and soloed to the national champs. So, I mean, maybe Peter was hoping that a national national champs jersey was enough to give his brother a start at the TDF. Yeah. But, alas, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is it is a uh, it is a good a good climbing contingent at the top half of the list, as you mentioned, Max. Yeah. AJ Tour Le Mondial. Big question marks for me around. Go on, Max. Can you be all in for a polka dot? <laughs> well, that's the question. What 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 does Roman Bardet have left? Yeah. Not much is the answer. Oh, to be fair, he was in the back of the lead group uh, and wasn't getting dropped too far and looked okay um, mm. in some of these lead-up races. Uh, I'm not even sure if he's the team leader anymore. I think is the young fellow Latour, who's not that young anymore. Um, <laughs> it moves quick, doesn't it? <laughs> I think he's 28, he's my age. Um, I think those two are sharing leaders and probably both going for the same polka dot jersey. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. I reckon they'll just be, they'll just be around the mark. I've, I'm not really expecting too much, but given, given the, the parkour, just the one TT, maybe, maybe it might suit these French blokes a little bit more, but... There's not too much excitement around around AG2R, I wouldn't have thought. What's your take on Roman going to um, somewhere next year? Is that confirmed? He's uh, locked in. He's got himself a two-year contract. He's leaving the squad after eight years there. Okay. 
Oh, after all the success he brought, I mean, it's good for him to, it's good for him to head off. He's, he's always been around the mark, but never really converted on anything. Did he, did he finish did, second one year? Yeah, he did. He came second. Yeah. 2016, he came second. He's bagged three stages over his time. So he has been consistently there. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but this is just could be just my perception. Do French riders leave French teams? No. Not really. Like they don't leave the homeland. Yeah, interesting move. Maybe he's going to go to Sunweb. Maybe just for a different approach, a little bit more of a methodical approach rather than a, a French touch and feel kind of approach. Maybe that <laughs> might swing things around for him. But that's an interesting move, Albie. It's actually the first I've heard of it. Mm. Uh, to kind of quick step, they've got Julian Alaphilippe at the top of their list, and then just a whole lot of horsepower underneath him, uh, including their sprinter Sam Bennett. Asgreen de Klerk, Dries Devidens, Bob Youngles, Morkoff, and Stebar. You would expect nothing less from a de Koenig quick step squad. What's their, what's their line at? Is it four stage wins, would you say? I'd say so. Yeah. I'd say so. You could probably pen the first two in with Philippe. Two for Philippe, uh, one for Sam Bennett. Yeah, and then yeah, one, one for Asgreen or Stebar. Yeah. Or anyone else. Bob Jungles, fresh off, finally losing the, the Luxembourg uh, National Road Tiles. It's had, yeah. That's had his name written on it for a long time. Yeah, exactly. That's just a, it's just a good, solid team, though, isn't it? There's no, there's no GC guy there, although Alaphilippe went pretty close last year. You probably don't see him going that deep again. Although, if he does pick up the yellow jersey in the first couple of days, you'll obviously want to hang on for it uh, for as long as possible. But... Yeah. Just a good solid team, and I think you're right. Probably four stage wins is is uh, big Patrick Lefebvre's par. The next one I'm keen to get your feedback on: Groupama, FTJ, Max, Thibaut Pino at the top of your list. You were saying you were waiting for waiting for his performance at Dolphamay just to check in on what your thoughts are on his Tour de France hopes. What do you think? Uh, it- it was an interesting last stage. In fact, one of the more... I'm, I'm disappointed we didn't do the podcast post that stage because it was one of the more um, entertaining stages I've watched in a long time of cycling. Um, and Pino just had nothing left. And always with Groupana FDJ, he seems to be alone in the hills. So he tends to be the last one left. A few Frenchmen tried to help him out. Um, I'm not sure how much they really did. Warren Bargill went to the front for a minute and then said that was it. Um, so... But I'm I'm still on Pino for top three. I reckon he'll be around the mark. Top three. Yeah, I hope I, so. I, I think yeah. he like he pulls out of a lot of tours. He hasn't finished a lot, but I just I've got my hopes on this one. And I think the one TT again suits suits him, suits him as well. But was it last year that he got mighty close and then had to pull out last couple of days? Yeah. 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 The unfortunate injury. The other is this yeah. this. Groupama FTJ doesn't have the green tick next to them, so their list is not confirmed yet. I'm not sure if you guys have seen any comms around uh, Arno Demar and where he's going, but he seems to be in some real good Oof. nick at the moment. He's You'd just have to find off. a spot in there. Yeah, French winter. national champ French now. National champ. Yep. Home tour. Um, he he's racing in Belgium where he picked up the GC and a couple of stages. He was he was moving. Yeah. Yeah, surely he, he has to go and winning the national champs yesterday just has to cement that. I mean, why would you not take your French national champion T 
to the Tour de France in searing hot form. Mm. If he if he did go, he's showing he can get over some hills. Um, yeah, he's he could be a genuine green jersey threat. Yeah, which is which is essential for this year's tour. There's yep. no there's no six pancake genuine sprints in the lineup. There's they're few and far between, and there's a lot of little punchy Ala Philippe finishes um, designed for the the home man. The team yep. that has got a green tick next to them, Barre McLaren. Saw uh, another video from Mark Cavendish this week after being admitted from the squad and being in some pretty rubbish form relative to what his peak is at. Was he, got, re- was he ever realistically a chance? Were people actually I, talking about him? I think he's good at... Um, correct me if I'm wrong. The other members of their team can't get seven drink bottles in their, in their jersey. And he's very good at getting eight in. Um, so that, 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 that could be it. I mean, yeah. But was he ever really a chance? Like, was, has no, he shown anything for the last two years? Like, obviously, he's an incredible champion of the sport. I think he won 30-odd stages of this bike race. But, um, yeah. I don't, I, mean, I don't think he's really been in a bunch kick this season. Or last season? Yeah. I don't even think he's in Bahrain's best sprints. I think Sonny Cabrelli's probably better than him in a, in, a, in a bunch of sprints at the moment. Well, and according to the start list, he is. He's yeah. on there with so Sonny Cabrelli for the bunchies, Marco Haller in support, and Mikel Lander, uh, their main man, their GC investment to see how deep he can go with no movie star competitors in-house this year. Couple of Ineos boys in Lander and Watt Poles. See what yeah. they can do. You'd have to put Lander in for a top five as as a minimum requirement, wouldn't you? That would that would be expectation, surely. Yeah, he was riding well. He's he just every tour I've watched, he's never done enough. Yeah, um, his name's always mentioned. He's always there in the front group, um, but he's he's. His attacks lack um, that attack that the other GC riders have, um, and he has a bad day. But yeah, top five, I'm, I'd be there about. Yeah, especially well, well, Poles as well helping out. I think he'll be, he'll be key, and obviously want to prove, prove to Ineos that he's still an elite rider. Yep. EF education first. Rigo's at the top of the list. But is he the team leader? But is he the team leader? I don't know. Betty Alhucardi. Surely not. There's a few, few Tour de France in his legs. Well, it's the three Colombians. They just, they're, um, it's dangerous. I mean, Martin is, uh, you can't sell that short. I know he fell into the yellow. Uh, what jersey colour is it in the, the door? Yellow, yeah. yeah. Yellow, yeah. He fell into it a little bit, but. Um, it, it leads me to my boy again. Maybe the Colombians have some inner fight and TJ Van Garden is the one. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a bit of a... It's, it's an EF sort of team. Every year it just seems like they name, just just chuck some blokes in the team and off you go. Like it's every their, day, the, do whatever you their, like. It's their highest paid eight riders. Have to go. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's how they do it. That's exactly how they do it. Um, Hugh Carthy for polka dots, though. You know, all jokes aside, is a is a red hot chance, and yeah, he'll he'll be in some breaks, no doubt. Um, so we've gone past Ineos and Jumbo Visma, obviously the two the two big squads. Is there anyone else on this list that's a, 
that you are like this is a gen, this is a GC team that can go head to the head with them. We touched on Pino a little bit. Oh, well, Quintana, if he brings that form from early in the year, mm. um, is definitely still there. I, I love talking about Quintana. Like, he's amazing that he's still generally a chance. And then Team UAE will have two or three members uh, in the last sort of group of elite riders going up some of those steep climbs. So they'd be the two, I'd say. So Samsek have got Naro at the top of their list. And moving on to UAE, Emirates, Pogatar. Aru, David Della Cruz, Formolo. There's some nice little nice little climbing contingent in there. Yeah, well I think I think Naira is a, a, a genuine chance. A genuine chance. No flat time trial. Um, if you can get some help from Ancona and and Bargill, um, Diego Rosa as well. It's actually it's actually quite a decent little team that they've they've put together. And you keep thinking Quintana's like 38 years old. A, because he's been around for that long. B, because he looks like he's 38. He's only, I think he's like 30-odd. Maybe 31. Um, so he's still like, he's right in that sweet spot in terms of peak physical performance. So, again, another one of these blokes. If ever there was a year for him to, to win, uh, it could be it. Trek Segafredo. Do we, we touched on Richie Port a little bit last week. He's going for the general. He said this is the last hurrah. Can he string together three weeks? I mean, we'll be watching him. Uh, I'll, he's got a, a distinct style that makes him um, and tiny compared to the other riders. So he, he sticks out in the peloton. So able to watch him. And I'll be hoping for the best. Um, he finally got someone in, within his team that looks like he'll be there in the in the last little bit with him as well, which will, will help him. Um, but it's it's top 10. That's the only list you could put him in. I don't think you'll put him in top five. I'd like to be proven wrong. I'm a big Richie man. Yeah, I, I agree completely. History suggests that he probably can't put it together over three weeks, but I, I, I hope exactly like Max that we're proven wrong. Um, maybe, maybe... He's told himself this is his last attempt, so he's just going to leave it all out there. Or it could go, could go the other way. That ah, oh, it's my last one. Yeah, doesn't matter. I think there's is there, there something well. in it? Is there something in him just completing it and finishing tenth? Surely there is. I think so. Tenth yeah. in France is yeah. Surely there's is, a bit of substance there for him. But um, has he? Ever, I don't think he's ever won a stage of the tour either. So that'd be. That'd be something nice to do as well. But I think you're right. Probably top 10s are probably where he's at. Yeah. Uh, to their left on the star list, movie star with Enric Mass at the top of the list. It's not confirmed either. But is Enric a genuine GC contender? Well, I'm just going to bring his stats up because I haven't really heard too much about him this year. Was it, was it last year at the Vuelta? He was very, very handy. Yeah, he did something at the Vuelta. Definitely. Yeah, it might have been a podium. Dauphiné 20th, Burgos 35th. Kind of nothing, nothing super exciting to write home about for this season. But um, I, I think was Valverde out climbing him at the Dauphiné? Can't, can't I think they were, yeah, racing each other as per, yeah. uh, as per this team. Protocol. 
Uh, I can't wait for series two on the <laughs> Netflix docker. But he's the new great white hope for Spain. Yeah. Nice. With his receding hairline. Alberto loves him. Well, it's still all Luis Leon Sanchez is still the man of Spain. Yeah, he's winning the national champs still. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's he's in the Astana team. Is he uh, who are are Astana? Has to be, doesn't he? Well, they haven't got their confirmed list here, but he's yeah, he's on that sort of on the yeah provisional. They're probably in. They'd be on like the the stage line as well. Probably three would be there. I think so. Uh, you pen one in for Lewis Leon, yeah. Lutsenko. Is it Gears, maybe? Yeah. And, well, Frave loves a, a breakaway win as well. Um, and then they've got Superman Lopez, who is slow, he's, he's just kind of just slipping under the radar a little bit, I feel. He's, him, and, him and Lander are at the exact same point. You don't yeah. know how to split them. I'd concur with that. Um, we've got to speak about, we're an Australian podcast, we've probably got to speak about Mitchelton, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah. I mean, we're an Australian podcast and they're an Australian team, but haven't selected any Australian riders. <laughs> <laughs> There's only two of them. There's only two of them on the provisional in uh, Richie Port and Caleb. That's probably got to be the least amount of Australians for as long as I've been watching the tour. Yeah, right. That's, that's not great for Australian cycling. Not a great appearance, is it? Mitchelton have headed, headed things up with Yates. Um, a Yates. A Yates, sorry. Yeah, not... Not S Yates. SP. After SP Yates, after after he's put pen to paper on a contract with Ineos, um, they've put him one of the pen. one of the one of the Yates has put pen to paper with Mitchelton, didn't they? Over yeah. The so well. si- Simon's Simon's committed to Mitchelton. Yeah. Adam's jumping ship. Can he? Can he? Can he do it? Can he win the GC? Can he feature in the GC? course he can but i think he's probably probably a little bit behind that cut of lander and um and superman lopez for me it's i don't know those those, the yates pros you never quite really know where they're at Mm. it's a little bit of a lottery same as chavez if he comes in in tip-top form which I mean, I've spoken to Lucas a bit, a little bit, and he's saying the people that haven't been in Europe seem to be going going quite well. They haven't had the the harsh restrictions that the people in, well, a lot of riders who live in Spain had for a couple of months there haven't weren't able to train outside. But people living in South America, been able to train at altitude, coming in, in with some good nick. So maybe it could be the year. No one's talking about Chavez. Get him in. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely not talking about Chavez. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then they've also got Luca Mezjek and Daryl Impey for a, a a dirty uphill finish. Would have you ta- would have you put them on the start list, Campbell? Ah, uh, Impey, yes. He's he's the you know he, he's Mitchelton. He he's Mitchelton. He's, he's been there from the start. He's the heart and soul of the team. He's the man he's about the- town on the bus. Oh, he's retiring he's, or leaving? Retiring. He's going with Froomey. Uh, so he's right. Oh, that's right. Um, so he's got to be there. But Mezgetch, so no, it just seems like they're just throwing in a bit of a, a sprinter for the sake of having a sprinter there a little bit. Is mm-hmm. that harsh? Yeah. Uh, I don't no. think he listens no, to I don't it. think so. Yeah. 
if, you, if you're listening, Luca, just, just <laughs> give, us back, give us a bell. CCC, always entertaining. And they have actually confirmed a start list. They've got their two, their two star recruits in Greg Van Avermaet and Trenton, who have been in reasonable form. We saw them in um, Wellens, Woolens, whatever the Belgian race was called last week, featuring heavily but not really having a whole lot of effect. They've got Zach. Yeah, had to feel for them when they they had the whole train out. Uh, for GVA and they get pipped on the line. Jeez, yeah. you, you, got, you got a feel for CCC. <laughs> I think they, correct me if I'm wrong, I reckon one of them won a national champs this week and finally got their first win of the season. Yeah, okay. Does that um, count? Well, no, I'm not sure. I mean, on, on, on the records it probably does, but uh, it's a bit of an asterisk next to that one. <laughs> I, know we go, I know we go after him on this podcast, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we will see an orange jumper at least in the mountains. Zacharin can hold on to a to a group when he wants to, so maybe yeah. we might see a CCC in the, on the television every now and then. Yeah, they'll be on the TV, that's for sure. But are they going to win a stage? I don't know. I hope, I, I really do like GVA, so hopefully he can get one. But yeah, the rest of the boys, it's it's a little bit of a lottery. Yeah, a lot of Sidal with. Caleb Ewan heading up the sprint train in support with uh, Jasper Debus, John Degenkolf there, his right-hand man, Roger Klug. And then you've just got some handy little stage riders with Tim Wellens and Philip Gilbert. And De Gent. And well. De Gent. I wonder how that sort of works if, if Caleb is feeling good. On a on a punchier stage, mm. um, how that works with Degengold and Gilbert. It's a good point you raise. Is that there's a few kind of finishes that haven't looked super closely, but just just skimming over. There's a few finishes that do look like a Gilbert or a or a Degengold finish. Probably more of a Gilbert finish, but Caleb yeah. can get to those finishes. So if, it, if they both get there, yeah, I mean, they could probably just both go for it, but. How's Caleb going, Albie? Have you spoken to him at all? Uh, no, I haven't spoken to him. Got a stage win up in Belgium last week, which I think is important to uh, throw the hands up in the air. It, it is interesting, though. De- Dejinkov, especially, like how there's a lot of crossover in their ability. Is, it, yep. is he, is he going to get a little bit of a sniff of the finish line and go, oh, geez. Fancy Tour de France one. win looks pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> You reckon he's leading out Caleb and instead of finishing off his job, he just sprints from the lead out <laughs> position? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think, Phil, Jill, there's enough, there's enough between them to go, all right, like the, their abilities are here and here. Dejan Cole maybe sits in the middle a touch. What do you call the line for them, Maxi? Two? Two wins? Would I, be no, well, one each. One to, one to Philip and one to Caleb would be par. Um, Caleb, I know he's uh, probably put himself as maybe the best uh, flat sprinter going around, but there's some names there as well. Like um, if Demar makes it, um, obviously uh, my boy Andre Grapple from Israel Cycling <laughs> Academy. <laughs> um, but uh, my 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 big man, we haven't spoken about MTT yet, but uh, winning the, Itali- the Italian national champs, Giacomo Nazzolo. He's in some rare form as well. 
um, and is good in the bunch sprint. So there's still some names uh, for a bunch sprint. So you can't say Caleb's going to win all of them. Yeah. Just might as well just roll into that, Albie. Just quickly on that. they got Wilshied, uh Gibbons, uh, Boos and Hagen. And I guess maybe Val can help a little bit. But there's, there's a, few, a few boys there to help Giacomo. And he's going to have the Italian jersey on his back. Probably the best jersey in the peloton for mine. The Italian national champs jersey. So... Or if he's not there, they've got every part-time sprinter they possess <laughs> on their list there to <laughs> throw themselves at the finish. <laughs> it literally, I remember this last year, Ryan Gibbons and Nizzoli were their two sprinters <laughs> and they had boys and it's a confusing list. They do have Pozzavivo, who is the forgotten man yeah. um, in, the, in, the, in the mountains. Yeah. Jeez, Boss and Hagen's just got to be getting in on name alone, doesn't he? He wouldn't have done much. I don't remember seeing Eddie Boss at the front of a race for a while. For a good while. You'll, you will see him in the tour. He'll be there. I hope so. I'm a, I'm a Boss and Hagen man. Seen somewhere. I forgot a sprinter as well, didn't I? Is Viviani? Viv- yeah, Viviani. Well. Yeah, we haven't quite got to Cofidis yet. Uh, but Viviani is the other kind of out and out sprinter. It's kind of Caleb yeah. v Viviani. Uh, v Bennett v Demar, assuming that he makes the start list of the out and out sprinters. Yeah. Uh, but you could look at his start list and argue that it's probably it's probably not the tour to take a pure sprinter there. And also, like we talked about last week, is is the pure sprinter is almost dead with Van Aert climbing with some of the best in the world and also being able to feature in a bunch gallop. But Israel startup nation believe differently. It's good to see, isn't it? It's good to see. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> You'll get TV time. They'll talk about him at some point. You're right. You're right. But he's, it's not a super exciting star list. That was the argument for NTT taking Cav to the tour. They're not going to win anything. So they're just, just getting there. So they talk about Mark Cavendish. He's won 30 stages. Yeah. There's a rumour that Dan Martin might not even be starting. Have you heard that one? No. No. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll get the camera. <coughs> with with injury? Yeah. Mm. So watch that space. They could be really irrelevant if Dan Martin doesn't show up. <laughs> anyway. Ben, ben, ben Hermans is getting his debut at 34 years age as well, which is good. Yep. They've, uh, they've done some pretty serious shopping though for next year. So Yeah, big time. Look at Israel Startup Nation 2021. Team Subway, big news out of out of the cycling sphere today. Michael Matthews omitted from the start on the on the start list. He is not featuring in a tour which you would have thought would have been right up his alley. And given a team that looks a little bit bland, something to talk about. Oh, it's very obvious he's the clear ninth in that team. <laughs> Sorry, I can't say that straight face. Um, no, it's very surprising and uh, from an Australian point of view, you love watching Australian riders, especially ones that are in the finish on stages like he is. And it's um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a miss, I think, from Sunweb. Yeah, absolutely. They're probably best winner. Um, is there so, is there something else behind the scenes here that's going on? Because looking at looking at their their team sheet, there's a lot of young blokes on there. Just kind of looks like they're getting thrown in for. Just some experience, Nicholas Roach, who's probably doing his fifteenth tour. Um, I don't know. It's there's not much. What really are they doing? Tish Benoodle provides some excitement for them, but 
yeah, not taking Michael Matthews. It, it seems like there's there's more to that. There's a story yeah. in that. There has to be. That must be all in for Nicholas Roche. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you were saying off air that um, you were reading his book in 2007 talking about <laughs> the upcoming retirement. I think he was about to hang him up. I reckon he was talking about how he's riding with Lance Armstrong and then Cadell Evans and now now he's riding for... Who's he riding for? Tish Banu. Yeah. Yeah, weird selection, weird yeah. selection. And then lastly, to wrap things up, Kofidis, uh, Viviani at the top of their list. Viviani's like climbing ability isn't isn't as noted as the other. It seemed like Sam Bennett's got himself in pretty good shape based off he's uh, almost dragging himself over the Milan San Remo Poggio climb. Caleb's pretty well known for being a good a good climber. Arno Demar's been moving very, very well. Viviani? Yeah, I'm not sure if this will be his uh his tour. That's stage one. Jeez, it's gonna be hot, isn't it? Could be the only one some of these guys get. Um, so there's going to be a lot of pressure on that. Um, I'm a Viviani man, though. I love I love the swagger in Italian cyclists. So I'm a big Viviani man. I don't even think he's the best sprinter in Italy anymore. I reckon Giacomo's got it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree completely. I'm I'm not super convinced on him at the moment, but I, I'm a fan about how he goes. He's um, about how he goes about it, but. Looking at these results this year, there's nothing to suggest that he's going to come out and, and clean up. Should we take a punt? Speaking of punting, um, <laughs> I, I, like, I always like to tell a, a good win story. I have mentioned Azolo five times in this podcast. That is because I did snap him at 26s to win the Italian <laughs> champs. <laughs> and that could be why I like Azolo better than Viviani at the moment. Where do you bet on the Italian national champs? It, it popped up on, uh, on my... Uh, the app that I bet in had popped in uh, about two hours before the race. I, I, I saw that they, the Spanish, the French, and the Italian—the three big ones—you could, you could have a little wager on. And Giacomo just felt right. Giacomo felt right. Didn't feel like a star-studded Italian, uh, Italian race. Um, the, I was never going to pick Luis Leon Sanchez or Arno De Mar, so I'm glad I missed them too. Yeah. Um, you can start us off, Albie, with your. With your tips. One, two, My three. tips. One, two, One, three. Two, three. Pick a, yeah, pick a podium. Pick a podium. We never, ever get these. Uh, yeah. Never been close. <laughs> I don't think we've ever got first, have we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we I don't think anyone... between the, the three of us. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you throw things back to uh, last year's tour preview, we were all betting on how Egan Bernal is going to collapse in the middle of the tour because he's not old enough and doesn't have yeah. enough experience. I that think it's was, going to happen again. That was the hot tip. I think Egan's going to go back to back. Hey, I'm not. I'm not. This this is predicting what's going to happen. Not not my yeah. favourite. Yeah. Egan's going to go back to back. Lopez is going to come second, and Roglic's going to come third. Okay, that's my one, two, three. Sprint jersey. Wood Van Aert's going to clean up the sprint jersey. Sagan's going to be second. Uh, polka dot. Adam Yates. And why was why jersey, what jersey even relevant anymore? Why well, it'll be Bernal. Bernal, yeah, Bernal will win that too. Interesting. 
Um, I'll go. I'll go Campbell. Yeah, um, please. I I think I'm going to go. I'm all in for Jumbo. I reckon Roglic Roglic won. Um, and I find that a very surprising third from you, Alex. Uh, Pino for second. Um, and third, I'm I, I'm just going that Bernal is not going to make it through. I, I, there's, there's something fishy going on, so I'm leaving him out. I'm putting in Emmanuel Bookman. Oof. I don't mind it. Uh, Green, I agree with what Van Aert. I, I feel like it's going to be a massive jumbo shake-up. Like, they're going to win both those Guernseys. The only issue will be if one of the sprinters cleans up all the sprint stages. Um, so, if Caleb or my boy Giacomo is able to find some form, um, that'll be the only issue. Because I reckon Sagan will still points off him and there'll be times where Wout Van Aert will be doing too much work and won't be able to go do that. So, that's the only issue I see there. Polkadot will be French. Um, I'm not sure who yet. I'm thinking Bardet. Um, Barguil, if he's got any sort of legs. Um, I'll go Bardet. And the white, because Bernal is crashing and burning, I'm going Sivakov. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Thibaut Pinot for the win. To win yeah. the Tour de France. I'm going to go Thibaut Pinot to win the Tour de France. Primoz in second and I'm going to go um, Quintana in third. So you boys are both betting on Ineos just crashing and burning. A little bit. It just yeah. it just feels like that's kind of where they're at. It just doesn't feel as rock solid as as previous years. Um, oh I've got the, I've got Civicon for the white. They're not crashing and burning. Yeah. It's still in relative to their previous performances. If they yeah, come yeah. out of the tour with just the white jersey, they may as well have not rocked up. I've got, um, I've got, I've got Quintana's team beating them in the in the uh, team uh, as well. For the polka dots, I'm going to go with Martinez from EF and green jersey. I think Peter Sagan. I think if Jumbo Visma are, are serious about the yellow jersey, I think Wout Van Aert's going to be a big part of that um, and probably won't get too much leeway. So I'm going to go Sagan to. To win his eighth or ninth green jersey, yeah, white jersey, yeah, I, I think I think Sivakov, Sivakov as well. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> what's our What's our market for the first coronavirus? <laughs> I guess that's probably the biggest the biggest topic that we haven't touched on. The UCI have announced, or the ASO have announced their rules of if you have two cases within your squad, you are booted out of the Tour de France. Well, we can only hope Andre. Gro- no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I. There's a lot going on in France, and for everyone else around the world, it's going to be great to have the sport on the TV. But I understand there's still. Um, some protocols that probably have to go uh, with the World Health Organization, and um, I it's probably leaning it to be honest. Two, I dare say one, they should all be um, iso- iso- isolating, but on the sounds of it, one will equal two pretty quick. Yeah, it's pretty contagious. Will equal most of the peloton. It didn't happen with um, Conor, with Conor McKenna, he managed to avoid all of his teammates, and just one came out. <laughs> yeah, although the test was negative in the end, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I don't know what it was. Two, there was three negatives and two positives within a week. Yeah, okay, interesting. I don't know. Just in Europe, it seems to be pressing on as normal a little bit. There's British footballers in Mykonos getting uh, put into Greek jails, so it seems like 
business is normal <laughs> in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> it just, oh, just the amount, the amount of numbers, it just, the close, the proximity that riders associate in the fact that it's just like a traveling circus around random towns and villages. Yeah. It's so there's hard been, to police and control. There's been no crowd control at all in any of the current races. Or oh, there's another punt. Will we get to the, will we get to the Champs-Élysées? Good question. Um, yeah. I, actually, no, I think we will. I think they're all in. France are all in. I, I agree. Uh, I think they've, as soon as it starts, for them to pull the pin halfway through. Mm, Hopefully know. every stage gets to the end, unlike last year, where they managed to, well, they, the, the road was frozen or something. Yeah, that's yeah. avalanche. But what if, what if say, Jumbo Visma two riders test positive? Also, I haven't I'll read into this. What, is, what, is, what does it mean if, like, the chef and mechanic test positive? Well, there's just no food. Um, <laughs> No, I, I haven't read into that, but I dare say the, the whole team means the whole team. Mm. Yeah. Um, that would be the AFL case. I dare say, uh, if the physio got uh, tested, it's more in lines with the Australian health rather than um, he's just a physio. Don't worry about him. We'll chuck him out and we'll, <laughs> and we'll keep going. Are you saying that TDF, as soon as it starts, you think they're, they're all in? Is it the same with the AFL? Do you think now if there's a case that pops up, they've come too far to... We're all in. Yeah, we could be back in Melbourne. Um, Queensland numbers. <laughs> no, actually, Queensland numbers have they've been zero for a while, and just recently there's been a little breakout at the Juvie in Brisbane. Um, so they've spiked back up a tiny bit, but I don't think the AFL are too nervous because every other state has it under control, so they'll be able to pick up and move and go somewhere if they had to. Yeah. Mm. How, how many? How many? How often are you getting tested, Max? Uh, twice a week still. Um, yeah, we're the, we're, the, we're the safest people in Australia. Mm. We're not allowed to go out and mix with the public and we get tested twice a week. Um, yeah. Yeah, Tas- Tasmania still won't let us through the border, which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, uh, you can't ruin that fresh air and coronavirus state. <laughs> we're not going to ruin it. We're the safest people in Australia. <laughs> uh. um, I think that's our tool preview. Are we touching in throughout, Albie? Yeah, I think we, we'll touch touch in rest days potentially. Rest days potentially. Yeah. If you keen, we're, Max. Yeah, when when Bernal goes down, we'll, we'll do a Zoom that night. <laughs> <laughs> or when we're heading into the last week of the tour, and Ineos have just got it wrapped up, wrapped up again. Yeah. I didn't pick you. I didn't pick you as someone who loved uh, Ineos. Interesting. I, d- I don't love them. I don't yeah, like right. them, you don't but, need to. You, you don't but, need to fool me. But I think, uh, and in and in that case, Max and I hope that this recording disappears forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Will we see? Will we see? Last last question. I mean, we asked this question before, mm. and uh, there is Jumbo and Ineos. Will we see another team control the peloton at any point? Potentially, the sprinters team in stage two that won uh, the yellow jersey may control it for a little bit, but it will be literally Jumbo and Ineos, won't it? There won't be anyone else at the front. I wouldn't I think so. Quick step, yep. maybe. I was going to say quick step if they get the jersey on stage two. Yeah. Um, 
but they they seem like the sort of operators that love just throwing people up the road anyway. They don't really like to control. But um, I think you're right. Those those two, it's 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 a big showdown between those two. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be good to watch. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Alex. Good work.